everyone, just a quick heads up before we start the episode, we do talk about some sexual assault content in this episode. We're not going to go too far into details. Actually, we're not going to go into details at all. But in case this is something that does upset you, we do think that you should skip this episode and maybe catch us next time. podcast that proves no matter what the fandom you're not alone this week we're hiking up our proverbial skirts and taking on the space that is princesses i'm your host megan and here with me is kate hey it's kate and fern hello it's fern all right so this week we're talking about princesses um we're gonna break these down into three categories we're gonna have the original princesses the og princesses we're talking snow white cinderella and sleeping beauty then we've got the Renaissance princesses. Those are the ones that we probably all know and love and watch the movies in theaters or, in my case, on the VHSs a little bit later. Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, and Mulan. Those are our Renaissance princesses. And then we've got our um, modern princesses. Who would that be? Merida? That um, is Tiana, Rapunzel, Tiana. Merida, Moana, Anna, and Elsa. Anna and Elsa, we can kind of give their own segment because I think that movie was very big and important. Elsa's also a queen, Elsa not a princess. Yes, she is technically a queen and a not queen. a princess. You are correct. <laughs> but also, in the actual space of Disney princesses, there is an actual Disney princess TM line. Mm-hmm. Those two are not part of it because your movie has to have like a middling gross. It can't gross too much or too little money. It has to be right there in the middle. Interesting. Yeah. Anna was originally going to be added to the princess's line, and then Elsa was going to start a queen's line. But then the movie did so well that they were like, we can just sell toys that are just these and make (laughs) lots of money, so there's no reason to add them in. Which is also why Esmeralda used to be a Disney princess, but she never sold because so many of the other princesses in the line sold so well. Which is so sad because she's such a badass. She is. Uh, I think we should also talk a little bit about some of those princesses that are princesses but aren't added into the Disney princess category because some of them actually, I think, personify the values that we tend to value a little bit more on this podcast than some of the ones that are maybe included in the list of princesses. Like, there's tons of princesses out there in the princess universe, but when you think princess, your mind immediately goes to Disney princess. So I think, yeah, so I think for the, like, common... Confines of keeping this a not ridiculously long podcast. I think we'll we'll stick it to probably Disney princesses and, and yes. a few offshoots from there. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Seems like a good place to begin. Yep. At the beginning. Cool. So uh, original princesses. We're talking Snow White, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty, aka Aurora, which is Aurora. her real name. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Not just Sleeping Beauty. She's not Sleeping Beauty. Her name is Aurora or Briar Rose. Lady has three names. <laughs> I like a girl with an alias. <laughs> So let's begin at the beginning. Snow White, very first Disney princess movie Mm -hmm. ever made. Very first full-length cartoon movie made as well. Ooh, factoid I did not know. Mm -hmm. Oh, color as well. Yeah, that one I did know. In color, I should say. So Snow White... For anyone that I guess doesn't know, I'm going to try to sum this up super, super quick. Beautiful young lady, the queen of the land that she lives in, is very jealous of her, so tries to kill her. 
eventually ends up putting Snow White into a coma via poisoned apple. Snow White's laying in a coma in a glass coffin in the middle of the woods. Random prince walks up upon her, kisses her lips, wakes her up, and they get married. Also, she's 14. She's 14. She's 14, friends. All right. <laughs> so back to Snow White. 14-year-old in a glass coffin being awoken by a prince in a magical uh. true love's kiss. Well, the other thing, too, is like that whole story is propelled by the fact that her stepmother is jealous of her beauty. Mm -hmm. So beauty is like the highest, the most important thing. Yeah. Like, just beauty, not her kindness, or... Because Snow White's shown as being super kind to everyone. Even the, the huntsman that comes after her to cut her heart out, she's, like, super kind to. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just a kind person. Mm -hmm. But her stepmother's like, no, you're more beautiful than me, and I can't have that. Mm -hmm. And decides to have her murdered. Yeah, these like, original... These original princesses, their stories were very revolved around beauty, mm -hmm. And then their only real secondary characteristic seemed to be kindness, but in a way that was more meekness than it was kindness, it mm -hmm. felt like. I guess. Um, I guess it was mostly kindness to, towards animals, too. Yes. Because, like, Cinderella was super kind, but to, like, Gus Gus. Yeah. And Jack-Jack. And, and, and she you wasn't know. necessarily unkind to her stepmother and stepsisters, no, she, but she, she didn't really interact with them in any meaningful I wouldn't either. way. I wouldn't have either. No. <laughs> if those women were like that to me, there would be. I don't blame her, but I but first, would sleep in the uh, fireplace. I too would sleep there if I, yeah. it meant not having to be around them. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you! I'm going to fireplace. So when you think about you know when you're in English class and you're a kid, they're like, okay, this is the beginning and here's the setting, and mm -hmm. then you know there's the the plot follows these few steps where there's a setup and then a climax and yeah. then a, like a wrap up and then the end. Where is that in Snow White? Because, like, really, the whole thing happens without her. But she's the main character of the story. Because mm -hmm. the setup is, like, her running off into the woods and meeting these dwarves. Right. And Cle then... Cleaning their house for And them. cleaning their house for them. And then the climax is, like, the Wicked Witch and trying to, like, it kill her. her apple. Yeah, and use the apple. And then... Didn't the stepmother fall off a cliff? I do think that's how she dies in this movie. Do you know it's been, like, since I was itty-bitty, since I've actually seen this movie, because it pissed me off so bad when I watched it as a child that I couldn't do it anymore? I just refuse to acknowledge this movie. <laughs> I think that she's standing... The dwarves, the dwarves do it. They're yeah, mad they, about... No, they push over the rock. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. heave-ho the rock on her. Heave-ho. Yeah, heave-ho. Heave-ho! Yeah. Heave-ho! Yeah, 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 no, you're they right. They do that, yeah. and then the rock falls. And I don't she, think like, she gets squished, but she, like, falls I think she off the falls, cliffs or something. She falls or something, because yeah. there's lightning and she's falling. Yeah. yeah, but the Disney movie doesn't show it, because no. she might maybe be alive. She could be it's alive. It's fine. She could be alive, and she could be fine. She could be totally fine, and Batman doesn't kill people, and it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm sit here and drink my coffee with the fire around. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. But really, her whole movie happens without her. It's yeah. like, I'm here, I'm sweeping this guy's cabin, or these guys' cabin, I'm I'm, oh shit, I'm in a coffin. Oh, someone came and got me! Yay! Yeah. Like, that's She it. makes no decisions for no. herself. It's like straight up weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. yeah. But with a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the, yeah. even the decision to like, run out of the house isn't her decision because she finds out that the stepmom is trying to kill her. And like, what are you gonna do? Just sit in the house with a murderous well, she, stepmom? She like, sends her out to find flowers or something. Oh, or yes. And then the huntsman the, comes. Yeah. yeah. Chase, or follows her to cut her heart out. Yeah. 
And the huntsman can't do it because she's so beautiful. She yes. can't cut her out this beautiful young woman's heart. So he cuts out a pig's heart and takes it to the stepmother. In the original fairy tale, she oh. eats it. The stepmother eats it? Yeah. Because <gasps> she was going to eat it to obtain her beauty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love so Grimm. There's a lot of mythology that involves eating another person to to take take their aspects energy. Of who they yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's that's some crazy shit. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast, though. That's one Rick and I might do eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the original tale also like the prince instead of giving her true love's kiss, he just like kind of wants to take her back with him because she's so beautiful and he wants to figure out a way to wake her up. And like one of his servants picks her up and then like drops her because he's annoyed and the apple pops out of her mouth. And it wasn't that she was, like, dead or anything it, or in a coma because of this magical poison. It was that she had had an apple lodged in her throat. <laughs> and it just became dislodged when this annoyed servant was like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> like, threw her on the ground. Ye olde Heimlich. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was reading this for this episode and I was just like, this is strange. Oh, man. It's a very strange original fairy tale. But it, in, in terms of, like, feminist standpoints, I think really the only thing that you can point to this as, as like, a good thing is her kindness. But, yeah. But you kind of, it's a kind of double-edged sword because, like I said, it also appears very strongly as meekness well, where she's just kind of like, okay, I'm really nice, so you can use me as a doormat and that's okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, as much as the dwarves are really cool and I really like the dwarves just as characters in general, mm-hmm. um, they do just kind of like, oh, you're going to, you clean the house and you're cooking food for us? Great. And they don't really do much else for her except for kill off the queen at the very end just because they're upset. Yeah. And they don't even really do it for her. They do it because they're mad. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's not like the queen was like pointing a gun at her or anything yeah. like that. Like they, she was literally standing on the edge of a cliff. Like I'm going to get you. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It just seems so, Yeah. I don't seems... think it would be a justifiable homicide if we were having this in a court of law. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't, depends on who argues the defense. She's definitely a 100% like a reactive character. Like, oh, there's yeah. There's no proactive there. Yeah. Um, and then there's some points in that movie where she could have just been a sexy lamb. Almost all of the movie? Of, is that what you meant to say? Like, yeah, pretty much all of that movie. I can't think of a single thing that she does that actually changes the course of the movie. No, I don't think so. No. You heard it here first, folks. Snow White, sexy, sexy lamp. lamp. Sexy lamp. Is it bad that I now want to make an enamel pin of like a sexy lamp, but like in Snow White colors? <laughs> with Snow White's like, like the, the outfit. That would be great. <laughs> all right. Listen up, peeps. <laughs> this is what we need. <laughs> Patreon! If we get to a point where we can, like, justify a Patreon, that will be one of the things. That would be so, so cool. get your shits together and tell people about us. <laughs> Send us some reviews. Please and thank you. We would love reviews. Um, one other thing, though, that's that I think is notable about Snow White is the fact that she's the first. And it has nothing to yeah. do with her and everything to do with the company that did it. Yeah. A.K.A. Disney. Yeah. That's not... I think that's something that's worth noting. So like the Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel thing, she paved the way for a female-led movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was a cartoon, but it wasn't Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Minnie just kind of following along. It was a princess. It was a female-led movie. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not a great movie, uh, it still led the way for all the rest of them. 
to come after her. Although I will say, the movie is not great, but the animation in that movie is spectacular. Yes, to draw every, every single, single thing. thing. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's stunning beautiful. to watch. It's beautiful. It really is. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on and do our next OG princess, which is Cinderella. Cinderella has been done quite a few times in quite a few different adaptations so if you don't know Cinderella by now I'm a little bit surprised but I will give a very another very brief overview. Cinderella orphan girl who is being raised by her stepmom who is just awful to her makes her do everything in the house and she ends up going to a ball via the help of her fairy godmother falling in love with the prince and then the prince comes back and kind of saves her from her house which is terrible and abusive abusive very abusive abusive yeah yeah. So Cinderella. Cinderella's a weird one. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of arguments for Cinderella where they were like, Cinderella didn't really care about getting the guy. Like, if you think about Cinderella in the early parts of the movie, she didn't really care about, like, getting a guy and getting married and, and being a princess or any of that stuff. She wanted out of the terrible situation yeah. she was in. Because, you know, her quintessential song is A Dream Is A Wish Your Heart Makes, and it yeah. was never the dream of, oh, I, I want that penis. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at breaking people. It was always the dream of, like, how do I get myself out of here? Yeah. How do I get back to a good place? So it's weird because she's a she's not necessarily a great female role model, but also she kind of stumbled into her position. Yeah, I mean, so I'm pretty sure the original story is her her dad and the stepmom get married, and her stepsisters are not actually, like, her sister. They're just only stepsisters. And then the dad dies. Mm-hmm. So in some stories. And leaves her with the stepmom. Yeah. And yeah, in some of the stories okay. it's like that. But in some of the stories, the dad is still alive and just does fuck all. And just like totally just Literally just it. does not care. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Just literally doesn't care yeah. and like lets the stepmom do whatever mm. she wants. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But yeah, in some of the original stories, the dad is still around. But for the purposes of the movie that we're talking about, yeah. no, the dad is gone. I don't even think they say anything about dad. No, they don't the, say anything about either of them. Yeah. It's just I live with my stepmom and her weird-ass cat and my two stepsisters. It's a weird-ass cat, guys. Yep. It's a weird fucking cat. Yeah. That cat is Luc- the reason. Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah. yeah, Lucifer. That, that cat is the reason I didn't like cats as a kid. Oh, <laughs> See, I as love kid, cats, but that was a weird fucking cat. He's kind of got a Cheshire cat vibe around yeah. him, about him, but he's not cool. The Cheshire no. cat's cool. Lucifer's just weird. Also, his name is Lucifer. Like, how much on the nose? Come on, Disney. We couldn't have been a little bit more... Right. Creative. This was the time when kids were dumb. Not actually dumb, but rather everyone assumed everyone they had to make things yeah. as yeah. on the nose as possible. Right. Yeah. These kids don't understand nuance. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Your six-month-old knows how to manipulate you. Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> Not babies. Cinderella. Cinderella. You can tell we all work in childcare. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, in the original stories. Her dad is around sometimes, he's not around most of the time. In this story, it's just the stepmom and the two stepsisters and the weird cat. And the weird cat. And the weird cat. But you had a point. And the mice and the birds, who never give names. No. But they do a lot. They make a dress. There's a dog. There's a dog. Oh, there is a dog. And chickens. The dog's name is... Oh, Bruna. Shit, yes. Because it's the same as my old dog's name. Holy crap. How did you guys know that? I know Cinderella because I would go to elementary school, and when I would come home at the 
very same time every day, my littlest sister would be watching Cinderella, and I would open the back door, and it would be, Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day is Cinderella, because my mom would put the movie on at the exact same time during the day, so the three of uh, the other three siblings could come in, and she could get all our stuff put away without my little sister underfoot. So every day for, like, months, I would open that door to, Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day, it's Cinderella. Every day. And then we'd sit down and watch the rest of the movie. What, what are we teaching little girls when they're watching the movie Cinderella? We're teaching them to accept the abuse of others yeah. and not have self-agency to get out of that. We're teaching them that to get out of that, you need a man to save you. Mm-hmm. And or a fairy godmother, apparently. Right. And the only way you're going to be happy is to marry someone and to get away from where you're at. That's the only way to do it. Because that's what you're going to see. Yeah, because there really weren't any other options explored. It, it's it's set in, like, what, seven, 1700s? Like, the original mm-hmm. story, something, something like that? Like that yeah. So, like, I mean, that makes sense that as a young woman at that time period, there are very few options for her to be like, hey, these guys are abusing me, I want to leave. Alright, so, yeah, Cinderella, not really the greatest example of feminism that we can possibly find. Um, All of these OG princesses, I think, are going to kind of have the same well, I mean, reoccurring problems. They're the damsel in distress. They're the ones who are not really involved in their own story. They're the ones whose beauty is extremely important. Because that was another thing about Cinderella, mm-hmm. is that... Everyone called her Cinderella because she laid in the cinders, but also because she was so beautiful. Yeah. And doesn't Ella mean beauty or something? I don't know. I don't know, because it's the same thing for Ella Enchanted. But, but yeah, but it's like she, I mean, to she wanted to go to the ball, but to go to the ball she had to be... Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And then that's how she attracted the prince, because he sees her come down the stairs, yeah. and all of a sudden he's like, oh, beautiful. She was the most beautiful woman yeah. of all. Oh, that is a funny thing. So in the original Cinderella, she goes to the ball for three nights. And at the end of each night, she leaves. So on the third night, the prince pours hot tar down the stairs in order to keep her from leaving. Oh, man. So that's how she loses the slipper. Because it gets stuck. Because it gets stuck. It makes more sense than, like, walking down a step and it just, like, But also, think about it. Like, you're walking down a flight of steps with hot tar. If you lose one shoe... You're going to stick your foot. You're going to stick your foot in hot tar? It's a glass shoe. That sounds shoe. horrible. Also, it's a glass, yeah, it's glass, glass shoe. Oh, that's going to be so not... hot. And no one else in the kingdom can fit into that? Oh, so like that's hell. another thing from the original fairy tales. So the prince went around the whole kingdom trying yeah. to find the person whose foot fit this glass slipper. Um, when he got to the house, though, although the stepmother said only the two stepdaughters are here. The first stepdaughter cut off her toes in order to fit into the shoe, and the shoe still didn't fit. The second stepdaughter cut off her heels in order to fit in the shoe, and the shoe still didn't fit. And then they put the shoe on Cinderella, and I'm like, so you just took a bloody, (laughs) nasty shoe and, like, stuck it on your foot and squilched your foot. Just so gross. The original fairy tales are so gross. And then they went and got married, and in one of the original fairy tales at their wedding, doves came and pecked out the eyes of the evil stepsisters All right. and then the stepmother was forced to dance in um hot steel shoes until she died wow yeah this was the original fairy tale or parts of it yeah but getting back to the og princesses and their <laughs> their traits 
Um, so all three, all three of the OG princesses all get married to the prince in the end. They yep. don't really get a choice, and it's never really discussed. They just get their quote-unquote happily ever after, and they walk off with their, their man. And all three of them are really, really passive. Like, honestly, Cinderella could be a sexy lamp, too. Like, really, what does she do in her story that couldn't just be replaced with... Besides serving stuff to the stepmother and stepsisters? Probably nothing. But, I mean, butlers do that silently. Yeah, like, does true. she really need to speak? in order to do that I, yeah. I don't really be interesting fine. like see just their their words like not nothing else from the oh, movie just what they, they said, said and how much they actually spoke in these oh, movies that would be so because interesting I, I bet it's very few words it's probably a couple of sentences and it's not a lot no I yeah that would be really not, in- not including songs right that would be really just actual well, dialogue I don't know I feel like you should include the songs because the songs are part of their dialogue because in her whole song that's her whole lamenting song about okay. how you know my life is really yeah. shitty and I want to get out of here and I'm gonna say it way more pretty because I'm a princess and not a sailor um <laughs> but actually she's not a princess till she marries the prince true yes but also. yeah yeah you're right but yeah I, I feel like they're that I don't know I, I really like music so I'm obviously going <laughs> to fight for the songs being integral to the point of the movie no, 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 I, I love them I agree um, but I, I do think that that is a very interesting thought. I'm curious to see, like, what the percentage is yeah. of the entire movie that is just their dialogue. Yeah. So Sleeping Beauty, uh, let's do a quick recap for people who don't know. Sleeping Beauty is a princess who was cursed by an evil fairy that she would die when she pricked her finger. Falsely. Nope, die. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yep. The the fairy, so there were four fairies that came to give her gifts, or three fairies that came to give her gifts, three good fairies. The first two fairies gave her gifts. The evil fairy shows up and curses her that she'll die when she pricks her finger on a spindle at the age of 16. The third fairy then uses her gift. She can't reverse the whole thing, but she changes the curse. So it'll be sleeping instead of dying. So then the king and queen go about getting rid of all the spindles and all the kingdoms so that there's no possible way for this poor little girl to prick her finger. Also, probably going to leave everybody naked. Yeah. Because think about it. How the hell else are they making clothes in that time period, friends? Like, unless you're weaving everything, uh, you're not going to clothes so I don't know how they have all these people in these fancy ball gowns for the rest of the movie but whatever so they get rid of all the spindles but then the uh and the fairy godmothers take her out into the woods to try to keep her safe evil witch finds her brings a spindle gets her to prick her finger she falls asleep handsome prince comes and saves the day takes her away happily ever after I'm using air quotes so Sleeping Beauty is interesting because she's the first of these OG princesses that doesn't immediately fall in love with her prince the minute that she meets him. But she does, though. Kind of. So it's weird. She falls in love with the man that she meets in the woods, not knowing that he's the prince. True. Because he's also just wandering around in the woods. And then he happens to be the one that finds her after she's asleep. Yeah. And then wakes her up and, you know, starts this whole rigmarole. But I I just thought that was interesting that they at least took the forethought to be like, okay, let's establish this relationship at least a little before they just go off and get hitched. Yeah. Like, it felt like we were at least leading towards something instead of just a, like, bam, you're married. Well, yeah. the other thing that's interesting about them is that Philip and Aurora were promised to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, as, as so they were betrothed as babies. Right, and so... Which is weird. Philip wasn't a baby. No, he, he was, was like five. He like No, he was like five or six. Was he? Was yes. he that old? Yes. Wow. Yes, because if it, his his speech pattern in the movie... Like, I know it's a cartoon, and I know it was like made in what, like 40 or something I was going like to say. That. I don't but know. But his speech doing. pattern 
points more to like a you know a preschooler or a kindergartner than a yeah. than a three year old. I mean, so on that note, Aurora is sixteen. If he's five, when think he'd she be was 21. born, he'd be twenty one. And he's... So how yucky is that? It's a little yucky. No, like, yeah, it's yucky. <laughs> so, uh, it is, but also, my husband and I are five years apart. Yes, but... But we met when I was 18. But we met later, and age means less when you're in the when you same... Get yeah, when you're in the same life stage, age means less. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you're both in your late teens, early 20s, being five years apart means yeah. a lot less than when one of you is in your middle teens and the other one is in your early 20s. Those are two very different stages of life and yeah, maturity. very. Um, but, but, it, but, I mean, also the time period that they mm-hmm. were writing that in, that was very common because your life expectancy was only 40. 50. If you were if lucky. You were lucky. <laughs> so you got married at 14 to 16. Yeah. Like, I don't, there's a lot of... Yeah. It, well, and looking then, back on it as modern people and and children watching this show, it feels icky. It feels icky. <laughs> but I don't think that if someone had told this story in that time period, it would have felt icky to them. I think right. it would have felt very normal. Yeah, and I mean, and the movie itself is set in like castles with knights and the mm-hmm. dragon and all that, so that also lends yeah. itself to being, I guess, less icky because. I mean, they that's, do. I mean, if you're gonna be betrothed, betrothed to somebody, that's just how it's gonna go. Right. But, yeah. But still. Yeah, and the whole <laughs> betrothal thing presents its own problems. I always think. I don't know. I think that making decisions for someone really in any capacity is weird. Problem. Yeah. Problematic. Weird. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Aurora does have slightly more agency over herself in this movie than the other two that we've talked about. Not a lot, but slightly more. Because she kind of does defy the fairies when she comes back from the woods from meeting this handsome stranger that she, you know, had this little duet song with and whatever. She comes back and she tells them, oh, I'm so in love, and which is weird, but, you know, whatever. She tells them that and they're all like, no, you're not allowed to meet people and you're not allowed to do this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you can't tell me what I can do. I'm going to do it. And then she kind of throws a hissy fit and really nothing goes anywhere. Yeah. That's kind of how she ends up wandering away to find the spindle in the first place. She gets mad. No, then... no. Um. So, she, so the fairies set up a birthday party for her after the whole fighting with magic thing, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. That's such a fun it's scene. It's such a great scene. I will say, this um, is, I actually do enjoy this movie despite its issues just because it has a lot of cute quirks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when she was her 16th birthday. So then they take her back to the palace. She's with her mom and dad, the king and queen at the palace, and the spindle is up in a tower. Oh. She goes exploring the castle and she goes up the tower. No, Maleficent she... takes her over because I remember the scene where her eyes are like following oh, like, this yeah, glowing like smoke thing. or something like leads her up yes. the tower to it. Because um, their little magic fight Maleficent's crow sees, sees the it. magic coming through the chimney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pink. Blue. <laughs> the cake is like sliding and yes. falling over. <laughs> cups. It still, oh. to this day, if yeah. I'm looking for a cup in my house, I will go cups. Cups, 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 cups. <laughs> I love it. Tisp. Tisp. A tisp. A tisp. What's a tisp? What's a tisp? <laughs> that, oh. fun, that scene is so funny. It's so funny. I also think Maleficent is such a... She's such a wickedly good, good villain in yeah. this movie. And I read something online where someone explained why Maleficent was so upset. Mm-hmm. So in this time era, the birth of a child was a really big deal. Like actually people would go and stand and watch the child be born. Right. 
Like, it was a huge thing. And if you were high up in this society and you didn't get an invite, that was basically a, a huge slight. Like, a giant, like, basically, F you, you're not good enough to do this. And Maleficent, being an extremely powerful witch, or fairy, she's not actually a witch, she is a fairy, she's just a dark fairy, should have been given an invite even though she was a dark fairy because that was what was expected of someone of her status. Right. But they didn't invite her because she is a dark fairy and they were afraid what would happen if they invited her. But because of that, when she found out, that's what set this whole thing into motion. And I thought that was even more interesting because she was basically like, really? You're going to be rude to me? Me? You're going to be rude to me. This yep. seems like a good idea, guys. Like, I think that's the even more, like, yeah. delicious part of this. Is like, it's all just kind of, it bubbles down to, like, pettiness. But also, it, it like, I can't explain how much of a, like, insult doing this yeah. is. Like, it's it's very hard to equate it to something in today's terms. But, like, this was one of the worst things that you could yeah. do to somebody. Was not invite them to, like, a big event. Like, a birth or a wedding right. or a whatever. Yeah. So I just think that's also an interesting, like, layer of this. Yeah. I think Maleficent is a good character. I love her, like, shape-shifting and the way that she uses her magic, I think, is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, her whole aesthetic and her whole... Yeah, the, the magic and everything. It's... Yeah. When I think about this movie, I don't really think about Aurora. You think about I think about Maleficent. Yeah. And I well, think about so, her as a, a female it's, character. It's right. so dramatic when she comes out of the castle and is, like, yelling at Philip and then turns into that awesome, like, green-black dragon. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so fierce. Yeah. And just like, you're like, yes, eat the prince. Yes. Do it. <laughs> eat him. He is crunchy. It tastes good with ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you, like you, you start rooting for the dragon because yeah. like, she's so badass. She's yeah. so cool. And I will have to say like the new Maleficent movies, I've only seen the first one, but they're so good. I haven't seen them. And I, I, I the love the first one. Yeah. Is I have not seen out yet? I don't think it's out yet. I think it's in production. I'm okay. not sure, though. But, like, it's so good. And I just love the idea of seeing... It's out. Because Zach and I could have gone and saw it, but then I yelled at him no, because he went and saw the first one without me like a jerk, which is why I haven't seen it. it I'm like, not seeing it out of spite to my husband, okay? I just like seeing those stories, but from, like, a different perspective and seeing it from the villain's perspective mm-hmm. is always so great. I think that that would have been, instead of doing the remakes, I wish they would have stuck on that line like, and done imagine, that. Could you imagine, like, Aladdin, but from Jafar's, Jafar's perspective? Like, that would have been amazing. The Lion King from, from Scars. Oh, it would have been so good. And having flashback. Okay, real quick, can we take a side note? So Scar's original name. So Scar actually has a name that's not yes, Scar. His original name is Taka. Taka means garbage. Aww. Mufasa means king. So literally, their parents named one of their sons king and one of their sons garbage. And then he somehow got a scar, and then everyone just stopped calling him by his name and started calling him by his facial feature. Mm-hmm. Like, he did bad things, but I'm sorry. Like, dude was just set up to be a bad guy. Yeah. Like, poor thing. So, like, seeing a scar movie where you could get, like, some of the... the like, you're right, that would be so cool to get some of that foundation of, like... Where these villains came where from. You go, like, and especially Jafar. You know next to nothing about yeah. Jafar's history. All you know is that he wants to be sold. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's his whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And there's but nothing else, but why? Where did he learn all the magic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why, where, how does he know how to do that stuff? Where did that snake rod come from? Because that thing is cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like, there's all Like, how did him and Yago 
meet up. Like, what is what is going Fucking on with Iago. that? Right, right. Iago's so funny. I love Iago. All right, we're still on Disney. We're, but... s- we're s- oh yeah, no, we're in the vein. We are we are right there. Let's wrap up Sleeping Beauty and then we can move on to the Renaissance princesses and we can start with Jasmine since we were talking a little bit about Aladdin there. But I do want to wrap this up um, by pointing out some of the original lore for this. Oh good. <laughs> this is I'm I'm so glad you researched this. Okay. So the original lore for Sleeping Beauty, uh-huh. in almost all of them, she is raped Aww. while she is still asleep. Aww. One of them, she only wakes up because she gives birth to twins <gasps> and one of while asleep, and one of the twins sucks a splinter of the spindle out of her finger. And that's how she wakes and up. And that's how she wakes up. <gasps> and then that's she terrifying. just has these twins. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and then she, you know, tries to figure, she figures out the prince and blah, 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 and takes the twins over to the prince. And then the prince's mom, in some fairy tales, is an ogre. And in some fairy tales, is just a regular lady. But in most fairy tales, tries to eat the children and Sleeping Beauty. And then the prince has to have her killed. Yeah, the original okay, Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so what Beauty, drugs were uh, these people on when they were writing these things? I think it was... Is it moldy bread? Is so, that what <laughs> I think that... This particular fairy tale was written to prepare young girls for bad mother-in-laws. Like, Ugh. I literally think that's what that these were. I mean, I, I understand the, the fact of storytelling because there was no there was no school, there was no reading, there was no writing. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get across to people these lessons was to either sing them in songs or to tell them as stories. So I get that, but holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like don't get raped. While you're sleeping. And mm-hmm. then your mother-in-law is going to eat your babies. Yeah. Like, what are yeah. you setting these poor people up for? Yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of these OG fairy tales, and actually some ones that we're going to talk about later that are in the Renaissance, um, I'm specifically thinking of Beauty and the Beast, um, were to prepare young girls for arranged marriages and to get them ready to keep a house. Mm. So it was like, the most prized thing is beauty, and in order to be beautiful, you need to sweep and mop and, and do all these things, and that's how you can be perceived as beautiful. So, like, and Cinderella and Snow White um, kind yeah. of have that... That, that vibe to them. That vibe to them. Aurora, not so much, um, but I think this one was more leaning towards, like, hey, you might have really awful step or mother-in-law, so get ready for that. Have fun. Yeah. I'm not sure what other lessons could be learned from that. Don't play with spindles. Don't play with spindles, yeah. Maybe don't play with dangerous things. Yeah, I know. Well, if you think about it, it, I just looked it up. It looks like it was written in uh, the 1600s in Italy. And at that time, there was... It was a lot more common for a female's body to not be a female's body. And so when you talk about being raped in her sleep, that was probably a real concern that she would have. I don't know. Concern is the correct word, but I don't think that that was the way they were trying to get it across. I think it was more of a, like, preparation of, like, hey, this is what happens. Deal with it. It. Right. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, that yeah, was yeah, an yeah. actual thing that happened. Yeah. Granted, I don't think anyone slept through for nine months and, and had twins, and, and that's right. when they woke up. I right. doubt that that's a thing. I yeah. haven't had kids, so I don't know. No, you can't. Mm, okay, yeah, cool. I, say, I'm <laughs> I had twins. There is no sleeping. You are either you have to pee constantly, or you're so hungry that you have to waddle your ass downstairs to get a granola bar at two a.m. Please don't speak that into existence. <laughs> is a real possibility in my future. <laughs> but yeah, so this one I think is a weird one because I don't, again, it's the same lessons of the only way out of things is to meet a man, you're happily ever after, depends on getting married, all that kind of stuff. 
it's just a strange one because she again doesn't do much. Yeah, she she's doesn't. really not an agent in her own. No, story. she just kind of falls along. Even when she finds the spindle, it's not her. No, it's exploring. Maleficent. It's Maleficent taking her yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all right, well, all right, OGs. That's it for the OGs. We have wrapped. We have wrapped on the OGs. So now we're going to move on to the Renaissance princesses. Uh, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan. A lot of ladies in this section. Ooh. Yeah. Let's start with Jasmine because we talked a little bit about Aladdin. And I honestly think that she... I don't know. Well, we'll get into this because I think we're all going to have some, some... She does better than the OGs. But not great. Not great. Yeah. Because I guess... I think my favorite line is, um, I'm not a prize to be won. Yes! And I was... I, Girl! Like, even as a kid, I was like, Yeah! yeah! Oh, I love it. You're I not. You're love right. it. Jazz, Jazz, Jasmine Jafar is and Aladdin's spicy. face is up. We're like, oh. Yeah, and then Ooh. Aladdin, of course, is I am at- not a prize to be won. And then she stomps so out. So good. Yeah. Also, she acts like a petulant child through most of it. But anyway. That's all right. Let's do a quick recap just for people that don't know. Jasmine is actually the princess from the movie Aladdin. So she meets Aladdin, who is just a random beggar, for yeah. lack of a better word. Like, they call him a street rat through just, all of the He's a street movie. kid. Yeah. yeah. He's just a street kid. She meets him when she escapes the castle. I'm singing. Yeah, head. okay. <laughs> Kate's over here singing. I, I get so many songs stuck in my head while we're doing this one. I literally could probably sing a song from every single Disney movie oh, ever yeah. created. Oh, yeah, here. Like, yep. very easily. 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 Yep. I love Disney songs mm-hmm. so much. We're so catchy. Well, and we work in early childhood. Which yeah. Means we listen to it a lot. A lot. <laughs> but I don't care. I will listen to Disney all day I, long. Like, it, that actually does not bother me. Beats Baby Shark, let's be honest. Uh, Jasmine meets Jasmine. Aladdin mm-hmm. on the streets of Agrabah. Uh, when she sneaks out of the castle, they get to know each other a little bit. She goes back to the castle. Aladdin finds a genie. Um, he's kind of tricked by Jafar into finding Mm -hmm. this genie. Mm -hmm. Aladdin uses the genie to become a prince, win over Jasmine's affections. Jafar takes over the the palace. Fight, fight, fight. Blah, blah, blah. Happy ever after. That's pretty much the entirety of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you break it down to a couple sentences, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. when you break it down to a couple... Yeah, that's that's pretty much the entirety of the movie. The original Aladdin is probably one of my more favorite Disney movies, though. Mm -hmm. I really like this one. The casting's very good. The music is phenomenal for this movie. Oh, yeah. So when they did the remake, I was was kind of... Mm. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I also heard very bad things about it, which is why I ended up not going to see it, but... Because the songs come on our Pandora when we're in yeah. school, I don't enjoy the music at nearly as much as I did the originals. And I know there's a whole nostalgia thing, and what you learn first is usually the one that you prefer if you like things anyway, and blah blah blah. But it just wasn't it just wasn't my cup of tea. And Will Smith as the genie just didn't it didn't connect. It, yeah. it really just didn't quite hit me in the same way as Robin Ro- Williams. But again, who in the world can replace Robin Williams? Let's no. be honest, right? He is wonderful. So let's um, talk about Jasmine. Let's not get sad about Robin Williams. Uh, Too late. I know. Uh, His daughter's name is Zelda, and I think that's just so wholesome and adorable. I love that. Um, I will say, though, that one thing that is important to note is the fact that when we talk about the original music from Aladdin, we're actually talking about secondary original music, because a lot of the music was actually rewritten. When it came out when we were kids, there was a lot of anti-Middle Eastern terminology and phrasing in it. So there was a whole thing about, in that very beginning when it's the uh, the, the shopkeeper trying to sell you yeah. things. Yeah. You know, the whole cut off your ear because they don't like your face. Oh. And, and like mm. And like creating this image of a very barbaric society when that's very much 
untrue. Right. Did they change um, the words? They changed the words. I'm trying to think of that song now. Changed Did they them. just cut out a chunk of it then? Because mm-hmm. I'm... Mm-hmm. No, they went through and they rewrote parts of it so that it was... I don't want to say politically correct, that's not correct, but, like, actually correct versus, right. like, this yeah. idea that, you know, well, you are from the Middle East, therefore you are... When did they do awful. this? This was early 2000s when they did it, around the time that we were back in um, the second Gulf War. Interesting. Um, yeah, so these are things... Very interesting. It's a very interesting... So when we're so talking the, about that, the so stuff the that we know, I know may or may not be the right ones. It's probably not because it's whatever's on Pandora because, I mean, I pick up music very, very fast. I'm sure Fern can attest to that. But, like, I don't think that as a kid I would have picked up from just watching the movie quick enough to not have it change with... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, new, yeah, that is really interesting. I didn't know that yeah. at all. I'm glad they did that in a way. Yeah, I'm me too. Because that makes, yeah. That's like, amazing. That's really, yeah, it, that's really amazing. It that's went nice. from, it went, made it go from bashing on a culture that we... Americans have very little understanding of yeah. to being respectful to that cu- culture and still acknowledging that we still don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but, yeah, but we can at be, least we're not being assholes. Yeah, we, we can you know, be assholes. Like, yeah. it, Another interesting factoid about that little scene, mm-hmm. the whole scene, so after that whole song plays, the whole scene where, where the little market man is standing behind the stall and he's got all those things and he's yeah. trying to sell them to you, Robin Williams improved that entire scene. Yeah. They mm-hmm. literally set props in front of him and the part where he goes oh it broke he literally broke a thing <laughs> like as he was doing it which does i just not think break, is does amazing. Not break. Oh, it broke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool um, the other thing about that scene was they confirmed a little while ago but recently that that is the genie How mm-hmm. did, okay so i didn't think that people didn't think this i always thought that even as a kid i was well, like that's the same the genie. voice yeah. yeah, I was like, he has the same voice, he has the same mannerisms, like, that's yeah. the genie. Like, how yeah. did people not, I don't know. I don't know that I ever gave it much thought. Really oh, I instantly, like, was like, that is the genie. I, well, I also, I don't know, a lot of my stuff that I have known in my personal nerddom in my head is that I have a lot, I am fascinated with oral tradition. And so to me, that was just an orator yeah. telling a story. And I didn't care who they were. They were just passing on a story that was understood. Like, this mm-hmm. happened a long time ago. Yeah. Let me tell you the story. Well, I think part of it was also the fourth wall break. Mm-hmm. Because the genie does do that, I think, once or twice. He does it a couple of times. A couple other times throughout the movie. Yeah. So that also harkened back to that. So I was like, oh, this is the same character. Like, well, it, well, it just kind was, of was. Yeah, Tupperware. Dead Sea Tupperware. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. This movie is so fun. We should talk about actually Jasmine. Yes. More about Jasmine. Um, so before we move on to Jasmine, I do want to make another point uh, about Disney movies in general. And I think this is something that people try to bring up a lot and it kind of frustrates me a little. So a lot of people will claim that Disney movies, the Disney princesses are all whitewashed. So the point that you were bringing up about how they specifically changed the music because they wanted to make it more, um, not culturally appropriate, that's not the word I'm looking for. Reverent? Yeah. Less... They, Yes. Assholeish yeah, they, they really wanted to pay homage to the, the culture that they were trying to portray and not just make it seem barbaric and gross. And people are always like, well, they whitewashed Disney movies. And I'm like, if they would have whitewashed the Disney movie, they wouldn't have cared about that. <laughs> and also, Jasmine wouldn't be Jasmine. She'd be Jessica. And she'd be white. Like, Jasmine isn't the darkest person you've ever seen in your life, but she's definitely not white. But here's the thing, too, is if... It- Back in that time period, the lighter your skin meant that you were higher class because you mm-hmm. weren't out working in the sun. Mm-hmm. So the darker your skin tone was meant you were out in the sun, you got a tan, so, you know, you were working class. So the fact that she does have a little bit lighter skin makes sense for her being a princess. Which, going back to Snow White, is why they called her that. 
Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about her beauty, is she was white as snow because she never left Castle. Right. She had everything done. Well, and for all her. all of the origins for those stories came from cu- countries where people were very white. Mm-hmm. And and that's European. the thing is like is very, yes European. Thank you. They were all European stories, so they were all white. Like that made sense. And I. And I don't think that that's necessarily right, that we got all of these, you know, white princesses before we got a a princess of color. But I I do get frustrated when people try to say that, you know, Disney is whitewashed, when I'm like, we have Jasmine, we have Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I know that she's not necessarily lumped into this princess category, but she was once part of the Disney princess line, and she is an amazing person of color in that movie. And that movie does an amazing job with her. Like, she is a justice fighter, and she like she is so good in that movie we should do just her someday that would be interesting i hunchback of notre dame is one that i have not seen that much so i would be totally cool i had like six months of watching it every day because my sister was really into it yeah and so i haven't seen it since then but yeah Yeah. so yeah i I, it just frustrates me a little when people try to pull that Mm because i'm like no we've got some and i understand the frustration that we've kind of cherry-picked these stories that tend to be more european but there are some people of color in these these stories Mm -hmm. as you go across and i that we're getting better the farther and farther and farther we go when this all started we didn't have the internet we were limited to what we what stories we knew based on who was around and unfortunately as much as we want to claim that we were a melting pot in the 30s yeah we were but we didn't associate with anyone who wasn't the same color as us mm-hmm. so yeah. it makes sense as to why we started white and have slowly over time unfortunately too slowly but slowly over time yeah gotten yeah more yeah, diverse better, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Jasmine is the first princess that makes choices of her own. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's so good. She sneaks out of the castle by herself. She makes the choice to give the little boy an apple. She's a very empathetic princess. Yep. I think she gives across a lot of the values that I would be proud to show a daughter if I had a daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I would be proud to be like, you can be like Princess Jasmine, even in the scene where she is seducing Jafar. Oh, yeah. Even in that scene. So that scene is, is oh, I'm okay with it as well. Yeah. Just put that there. She's using her agency as a woman Mm -hmm. to be able to distract him so Aladdin can do his thing. So, yes. Because, you know, women can use that. Especially against guys who aren't really paying attention to anything else. It's a trope for a reason. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. works. But again, it is a trope. And you can't just leave it at that. Like, it's not something that you can let your, you know, six or seven year old watch and then just be like, okay, honey, that's no, that's a totally okay behavior to emulate. It's a conversation of yeah. like, okay, so let's talk about why this happened and what was going on and what the circumstances were and how you felt about what she was doing. Yeah. And do you think you would do that? Like, it's, it's not a show it and leave it kind of a situation. That's definitely one of those ones where you have to have that conversation. But I think that scene is so powerful because it is, it is her taking agency of her own body. Yep. Completely and totally. Because mm-hmm. she is not coerced into that. No one forces her to do it. Because the whole time Jafar is trying to force her yeah, to love him. And she keeps him. saying no. And no, she keeps no, saying no, him no. no. The genie tells him no, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she takes the agency of like, okay, I have to do this thing in order to... You know, save myself. Save myself and, and save everyone around me. Yeah. So I gotta use what I've got. And right now this is all I've got. Yep. 
So I thought that was really interesting. And I think in the end, they do a good job of building Aladdin and Jasmine's relationship. They definitely don't fall in love from... for Aladdin does. Aladdin falls hard. Jasmine, <laughs> on the other hand, takes quite a while to yeah, warm to up to around, him. Yeah. They have that whole night of riding around on the magic carpet and like blissful, I can show you the world. Yes, I love that song. That's literally one of my favorite Disney songs ever. It's so good. But they do that whole thing and then she falls in love with him. And then After they, that, that's like halfway through the movie too. Yeah. Like that's pretty far through. Yeah, the we movie. get a ways into the movie before that happens. But they don't ignore the fact that he lies to her. No! Oh, she gets pissed. She gets so she, mad. It, does, it isn't glossed over. Mm-mm. She gets pissed yeah. and she, they deal with it. Yeah. It's yeah. not something like in other movies, it's, you know, well, you lied to me, but it's fine because I love you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not that because no. that's not actual real life. Right. Um, someone lies to me. If Rick were to lie to me about something major, like him not being Rick, you know, I would be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be an issue. But, and then in the end, Jasmine picks him. Yep. Like, this isn't a situation where the guy picks the girl. Jasmine chooses to be yeah. with him because in the end, the Sultan looks at her and he says, well, what do you want? And yeah. she says, well, I want him. And that's when the Sultan changes well, and, the and rules. He, yeah, and he's like, oh, well, I'm the Sultan. I can change the rules. I can rules. change the rules. Yeah. You got it, girl. And that's when he changes yeah. the rules so that Jasmine can marry him. So Jasmine is kind of really the first princess that we get that kind of, like, does her own thing. I do want to say that, like, when people discuss the princesses, they always go to, like, Belle and be like, oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Which is not true. It's a whole different we'll thing. But that. we'll get there in a minute. Mm-hmm. And they, they go after, you know, like, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White and all these things. Jasmine's never brought up in a bad light like that. Mm. At least not that I've seen. A lot of people bring her up as gaslit because of all the lying that he does to her and how she just kind of accepts it for a long time. Oh, from Aladdin? Yeah. Yeah, but if... I'm, I'm just saying that I think that's that true seen. to life, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's gaslighting. It's also... I mean, it's gaslighting, but I mean, I don't think that that's an on-her thing because as soon as she gets the information that shows that it's a lie, she reacts to it and deals with it. I also don't yeah. necessarily know if it's gaslighting. I don't think, I mean, I think think it's just straight up lying. Right, because gaslighting is more like spinning something that isn't your fault to make it your fault Mm -hmm. by using flowery words. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if they forgot to take out the trash, suddenly it's, oh, well, you didn't remind me to take out the trash, so it's your fault that I didn't take it out. That's gaslighting. Yeah. And I don't think that's what's happening with Aladdin and Jasmine. No, he just straight up up lies and says, yeah, I'm a prince. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I've seen those memes where it, like, has the princess and then has the, 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 like, syndrome or whatever. Yeah, the bad thing that's going on. Yeah, that they have. But Jasmine's never on those lists. Yeah. I, and... At least that I've seen. Yeah. If somebody finds something that's fine tweet us i have not our way yeah we'd love to see it and discuss it we are totally open with this course yeah p.s if we say something you don't agree with let us know we don't bite hard um (laughs) speak for yourself (laughs) i don't bite hard (laughs) no i i am a very firm believer in admitting our mistakes we will always put if we've said something wrong or if our opinions have changed or whatever and you know eventually once we have a lot of people that are are beginning conversations with us or that we can begin conversations with we'd love to do an episode of just answering questions or doing corrections or yeah or discussing further some things that you know other people might have brought to light to us because you have to remember that all of this is an evolving conversation we weren't mm-hmm. talking about a lot of this stuff 10, 20 years no. ago. We're talking about it now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it won't change in 10 to 20 years from right. now. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with looking back on our stances and being like, we were wrong. 
Yeah. And I I have know that I have had some stances like that, and if anybody wants to talk about it, they're more than welcome to tweet at me. I will tell you all about my bad stances in the past and why I've changed my mind. So I'm more than willing to do that in the future. That's important to be able to get new information and then change your opinion and mm-hmm. your mind with the new information. Right. Well, and I think we've talked about this, and I don't remember if we've talked on mic or off, but, you know, a lot of people claim that to be a wishy-washy thing, but the reality mm-hmm. is it's taking information, learning something new, and being willing to grow. Yeah. Uh, changing your opinion is growth. Yeah. It's, it's not... Healthy. It's It's right. what you should do. If you still believe the same thing you did when you are 13, there's an issue. <laughs> oh, wow. God. 13-year-old oh. me was awful. Yeah, I don't know. 13-year-old me was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jeez. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't want to be 13-year-old me again. Anyway. Ooh, you brought up again. Belle. Let's go to Belle. Ooh, Belle. So Belle is the princess from Beauty and the Beast. She is the one most associated with Stockholm Syndrome for reasons that are interesting. So, quick overview here. Belle is an inventor's daughter. She walks around the town insulting everybody all day. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, her dad goes off into the forest to find something. No, no, no. He goes to a, um, a convention or a market. Oh, He's yes. taking his inventions. He's taking his inventions to a market. To a thing. But he, then he gets lost or there's a storm and yeah. he needs to find shelter. He finds a castle that he thinks is abandoned, goes into it, finds out it's not abandoned. The beast is there. Beast takes him hostage. Belle switches for him. Belle falls in love with the beast, goes back to the village. Um, The village brawn man? What do you call Gaston? Jerk. Yeah, he's just the village jerk. Toxic masculinity. Oh my god, yes. Um, so the village jerk Gaston, who is in love with Belle, but not really, um, decides that he's jealous, so he goes and kills the beast. That's really the only reason that I can think of that Gaston would do this. Yeah, Like, no, I've just... thought about this, and I'm like, he did this because he was jealous. Like, that's... No, it wasn't just jealousy. He was rejected by someone who was quote unquote not as good as him. Yeah, Mm. no, that's really, that's a very, very good point, especially when you brought up the toxic masculinity. That is a very good point. But he goes back and kills the beast. Belle freaks out, cries on him, magically saves him. He turns into the prince happily ever after. And then we get a Christmas special. Yeah, the Christmas special is weird. It's really weird. It's It's got a little fairy. It's very weirdly drawn, too. It's not in the same style, necessarily, but it's not in a totally different style. It's very strange. Okay, because if there are any of those, like, uh, like Aladdin 2 and things, they they don't have the same um, budget. Right, yeah, So they get, like, you know, like, the trainee animators to do stuff. I really Um, like all the Aladdin spinoffs, I will say. All, there's three Aladdins, I think, actually. Yeah, one where he finds his father. Or yes, something. it's Aladdin and the the Forty Thieves or something like yeah. that, where he finds his father. Just Prince of Thieves. Prince, Prince of, of thieves, thieves. That's what it is. And then there's also a cartoon. There was a Aladdin cartoon oh. that ran, and I loved that too. All of the Aladdin is good. Actually, in my opinion, the very very best second Disney movie is Lion King two. It is so effing good. I like the one of one. the best villain songs that has ever been written is in Lion King 2. Yeah. Alright, so Belle. Burn, do you want to talk a little bit about why the Stockholm Syndrome thing? And like, because you brought that up, so but, I want you to get your... Well... Because you were saying that you don't... You it's don't not agree, Stockholm Syndrome. I, I agree with you, so I want to talk about... Discuss yeah, that a little but, bit. Like, I don't have the words right now. Okay. Stockholm Syndrome it's, is where you, you become attached to your captors. It's right. not necessarily a love like, thing, but you begin to care for your captors because it. you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Usually that's how it comes about. Um, the biggest case is actually from a bank heist in Stockholm where, yeah, where um, it got the name. Yeah, that's where I got the name. 
because the these ga- these guys had taken over a bank and they were really down on their luck and blah 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 had sob stories um and the the people that were there with them actually became attached to them and like when they got out they they advocated for their release and didn't want them to get jail time and all this stuff see it's i don't think her situation is that Mm-mm. because she feels for the beast but she doesn't necessarily weird. forgive him for the bad things that right. he does though and people with stockholm syndrome tend to wash out all of that yeah. But she has to work through those things, and he ends up apologizing yes. for the bad things that he did. So it's not just a blanket, like... And that's the thing. Is this really close to Stockholm Syndrome? It, yeah, it's a and very... I think, I think it's a line why, you're walking with. And I think that's why people acquainted. say that. Yeah. yeah. Belle is another one of those princesses that I think is an OG in disguise. Or I guess not another one. I think she's an OG in well, disguise. She does not make a ton of decisions for herself. I disagree. The biggest decision that she makes for herself completely changes the entire direction of the movie in that she chooses herself to take the spot of her father. What choice is that, though? Like, really, when you think about it, if you are the only child of an elderly man that you know is gonna die if he's left in this literal prison. Like, he was in the prison. He wasn't allowed to walk around the castle like she was. He was in the literal prison and developing what they highly implied was pneumonia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what choice is that really? Like, it's you or your loved one. Yeah. And when the beast took her, he let her stay in a bed. Like, she didn't stay in the prison. she didn't know that. She was assuming that she was going to stay down in the dungeon. I mean, I still would have made that choice, but I don't, I think that's a non-choice. I don't think that is a choice. I think that that's a non-choice to some people. I don't think it's a non-choice to everyone. I agree with that. I think, well, yeah, but I that's, think some people that's the exception like... to the rule thing. Like, there's always going to be someone that doesn't fit in with the rule. I think if you're looking at the majority of people, the majority of people are going to switch places with their sick and elderly parent who's taking care of them their whole life. I might be a little bitter in general as a human, <laughs> but I don't know that I agree with that. Well, off of that topic, uh, I mean, she, but she does reject Gaston. Yeah. That is one thing that she does do herself, but I, I, it still feels like, like that is a major thing in the, in the, sh- in the movie because it does set up the dominoes that fall later. Yeah. But also it, she rejects Gaston because he's not enough like her. She's like, well, you don't read and you well, don't. Well, I, I think she was using that just to get him out of her Maybe. House. Well, because he puts his boots up and mud drips off and she's like, oh, there, I think there's a lot of other things that happen. Yeah. Like, that, he's a brute and yeah. she can see it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, Gaston is not the person that she should have ended up with. Mm-hmm. I am not advocating. I am not shipping Bel Gaston. Whatever well, you want. No. Baston. I don't know. Baston. I'm not shipping them. What I am saying is that besides making that decision, most of the things that happen in the movie kind of happen without her. I don't know, though, because if you think about it, when she's in the castle, she goes wandering without any kind of permission, despite the fact she was told specifically not to go into a certain area. Yeah. She runs see. out of the castle on her own because she's scared. She, she does, could have run up she to the room. She uh, does escape the one time. She, she does could, escape the yeah. one time. She comes back. She's given the option to stay or not. Yeah. Which that, that, is, the second time but again, it's it's really a non-option because her dad is dying. No. Or no, her dad's getting sent to the loony bin. The people no, in the no, town... It's when she comes comes back from that. Right. 
She leaves, like, and then comes She leaves, back. deals with her dad's stuff. She doesn't come back until the beast is dying. She doesn't come back until after Gaston storms the castle. Because she had gotten locked up. Yeah. Right. Chip had to get her out. Right, but you you don't know that she would have come back had all of that not happened. No, there was a pretty much as soon as she like, got back. You can go, and she's like, no, I'm this. Yeah. I, the, what, I, when I, is that? Ultimately, what's, what this breaks down to is I will always defend my girl Belle because she was the first princess that I truly identified with and as someone who doesn't have very strong female emotions or connections I never grew up someone who wanted to be princess or anything like that I was always playing with the boys always I've talked to you guys about how the McDonald's toys it was you know you got the boy toy girl toy Mm -hmm. well my mom had to stop saying I need one boy one girl because I wanted the fucking Hot Wheels I didn't want the goddamn Barbies you know so like for me, she will always have a special place in my heart because she read. She thought for herself. She knew there was something beyond just that being that pretty girl thing. She wanted to be intelligent. She wanted to be this, that, and the other. I mean, so as a kid, I identified a lot with Belle because I was also a reader. I, I think Same pretty guy. much anybody who was a reader latched on to Belle real hard because she was the first princess that was portrayed in that way of, like, having intelligence outside is of she, the home. Where's she in the line of princesses? She's... She's the first one she's after the She's the first OGs? renaissance, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. She's the second renaissance. The first renaissance is Ariel, who we can talk oh. about next. <laughs> we'll talk about Ariel. Ariel. She's interesting. But as I I've gotten older I've identified with her less and less because she had these big dreams of like I've read of all these beautiful places I want to go there I want to do that I want to be I want to have adventure she gives it all up for the dude that's true almost immediately and there's no mention of like we could go and do this together nothing he gives her a library and she's like cool I'm cool to just stay in your castle like this is just my life now that's true and like she gives up everything for him and like yeah she's still got her books and she can she can be who she is because the beast kind of lets her do that and that's my problem with Belle and I don't dislike her and I like this movie and like I also identified her with her as a kid I just think that people kind of try to give her a pass when I don't know if she deserves one because really at the end of the day what 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 I see when you're watching this movie is okay shut down the jerk he's not good for you but give up all of your dreams for the first guy that's nice to you that's what this movie kind of gives off I mean and when you boil it down I mean, yeah oh yeah and I am boiling to. this down to yeah. like the goop at the center like, like that still doesn't set right though with me just, but I don't have the words to explain why mm-hmm. so I may need a minute to yeah be able to process well, through that there, but there's something that's not we're missing something and I can feel that I'm missing something maybe but there's also that and, and it'll this will come up when we get to Ariel because I love Ariel oh. and Ariel is problematic but I Ariel's love Ariel so and I think that's part of it is like when you're a kid and you're a little girl and you, you grow up watching these movies whether you wanted to or not because that's just what you did at the time yeah. you you latched on to these characters that were the most like you and then trying to come to terms with some of the not as progressive parts of them then becomes much harder because you're like but but here's the thing too is like like some of those things when the movie was made and then released were progressive right and so we're now look definitely progressive right and now we're looking at it you know at from 2019 looking back to when we've had moana and brave and 1980 something i can't wait to talk about those ladies because they're also on my list of my girls i'm trying to think if there was anything from the original beauty and the beast fairy tale that is important 
Lewis. Oh, the only really important thing is that in the fairy tales, Belle was portrayed as, like, literally one of the kindest people. So, like, her father in the original fairy tales is a merchant, and she has siblings in the original fairy tales. Oh. And her siblings, um, he was really prominent merchant, lost all of his money because all of his ships at sea set. He ended up getting one ship back into port, and they were destitute. And when he left to go pick up the goods from that one ship, he asked them all, like, what do you want? And all the other sisters are like, I want jewels, I want, you know, fine clothing, I want this, I want that. And Belle said, I don't want anything. And he said, no, I, I want to bring you back something. And she said, okay, well, if you have to bring me back something, bring me back a, an exotic rose. That's all she wanted. She wanted a, a rose that she didn't have because she grew roses in her garden. And that's how the dad ended up getting captured because he took a rose from the Garden yeah. of the Beast to take back to Belle, which is why she ends up swapping places with him in the original story because she felt guilty about her dad doing that for her. Yeah. But yeah, so so let's backtrack a little bit. So we, we skipped Ariel because Belle got brought up. So let's go back to Ariel. So Ariel is the princess from The Little Mermaid. In case people don't know the story, uh, she's one of seven daughters of King Triton, which I think a lot of people don't remember. Like, she had six sisters. They're all named after oceans, and they all have A names. Yep. I think that's it's hilarious. The, they're Except the seven seas. Ariel. Ariel is, yeah, she's they're the, the seven seas. She's, she's the red sea. Yeah, she's the red sea. She has red hair. Yeah. <laughs> so... She is upset. She's a mermaid. She is obsessed with the human world. She collects human artifacts. Goes up to the surface, sees a prince dancing on a ship, falls in love with him. Her daddy tells her no. She can't go be with the surface world prince. So she goes to the sea witch Ursula, trades her voice for a set of legs, goes on to land, tries to convince the prince to marry her. He ends up needing Ursula, who is using Ariel's voice, to trick him into thinking that she's the one that saved him because he had gotten shipwrecked and Ariel saved him when he got shipwrecked. The wedding breaks up somehow? She breaks the up the wedding. The birds, the birds and the sea animals. Break yeah. up the wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, he figures out that Ariel's the one that he really loves, and then they kill Ursula and live happily ever after. Ursula somehow so, gets real big somewhere in there. Uh, she got the Triton. That's how! She got the, not Triton, uh, Trident. 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 She got the Trident. is the king. From Trident. 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 Not the gum. Anyway, so, I read a thing on the internets that Ursula was actually really nice. She could have given Ariel like octopus legs or <laughs> big weird furry bear legs. <laughs> like she gave her human women woman legs. Yeah. Like, like she could have been really horrible because <laughs> there was no specifics. <laughs> I'm just thinking of her with like goat legs or something. Now. I was thinking octopus. Like, <laughs> like, I, was like, I read that. I was also up. So everyone funny. wants to give Ursula shit, but Ursula gave her a contract and spelled everything out in the contract. Really, what this movie boils down to is Ariel threw a hissy fit because she was trying to get out of contract that she signed and she broke. Yep. Like, that's what this movie boils down to. And as much as I love my girl Ariel... Uh... Also, like, the prince is like, oh, you're a beautiful person. Oh, but look at this beautiful person. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, back to you. Second choice. Like, yeah. and they've got quills and ink. And she signed her name on that. So she knows how to write. Why don't she just get a post-it note? Be like, hey, I'm actually the mermaid. I I'm the one I that saved, saved you. you. Like, why didn't she write that shit on a piece of paper? Anyway, plot holes aside. Yeah, and well, and then there's the whole problematic kiss the girl song. Yeah. Which was just the whole premise of that where he had to kiss her yeah. before the third the third, third sunset? sunset. The third? I think it's the third. Body language. It's just weird. Sorry. <laughs> 
I do like, however, with Ursula, that she was based off of a real-life drag queen. Yes, she yes. was. Divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I am really hoping that when they cast the remake, they actually get a drag queen to play like Ursula. my girl Nina West. I'd be fine with be that. Excellent. I don't care. Either that or um, someone threw in Queen Latifah. And I was like, I would actually Ooh. really like to see Queen Latifah too. Oh, yeah. I would be super chill with that. Yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah would yeah. make a really good Ursula. I'm so super good. excited about the Little Mermaid remake. One, because I want to see how the fuck they do hair underwater. Because guess what? Ariel's hair does not stay like that underwater. Her hair would go like... You see the picture of like, like somebody's like, you know, the realistic? real one and then the realistic one it's like flat on her head. <laughs> she just got out of the shower. Yes. <laughs> yes. So funny. So I want to see what they do with that, but also they, they cast a person of color as Ariel yeah, and I think so that cool. is so cool. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I also like that it like, it messed with people and people are so pissed about people it. I'm so like, just mad. relax. I was like, guys, she's a fish person and everybody's like, well, she needs to be white because that's the fairy tale. And I'm like, it, it is a Scandinavian fairy tale. Yes. So she would theoretically be white because in Scandinavia, pretty much everyone is white. But when you think about the the music and the culture in that movie, it's all Caribbean. Yeah. Like, really, she should have been black in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that she should have been white. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, the, all the coral reef and the bright colors of all the fish, none of that's in Scandinavian waters. No. None of that is up there. No. That is, <laughs> like, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the original, the original Little Mermaid is so weird because they shoehorned religion into it. Mm-hmm. So they took this original light that's pretty much almost the exact same story. She goes to the sea witch to get her legs, but in the original, her legs are extremely painful. Like walking on them is like walking on needles. Like mm-hmm. it hurts her physically to have legs. Um, and in the original, she actually doesn't get the prince to fall in love with her, and so she becomes sea foam and goes back into the ocean but then her soul gets like caught up in this weird like limbo area and then she has to perform a thousand acts of good deeds with her soul so then she can ascend to heaven like the whole thing is this weird allegory for like catholicism and her allegory is not the right word i'm looking for Uh, is it it's close it's close that's not the right word if somebody knows it tweet me but it's this weird like mirror of catholicism of like the thought of your soul goes to limbo and then you have to do good things and then you Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I just thought that was so strange. But yeah, in almost all of the original tellings of um, The Little Mermaid, because most of these have multiple renditions mm-hmm. of the story, right. but in all, almost all of them, she doesn't marry the prince. She turns into sea foam and, and just goes back into the sea, mm-hmm. and that's it. But yeah, I think this one is problematic for a lot of reasons. Ariel's 16? Yeah, because yes. she just had a birthday or something, because it was her... Yeah. Oh, and in the original fairy tale, the whole thing about going to the surface was when you turned 16 on your 16th birthday, you got to go to the surface, and that was like the first time you got to do that. So it was like this big thing. And then I think you got to choose whether you wanted to stay in the water or go to the surface. So I don't think it was necessarily a contract thing. I think it was like this choice that you could make in the original. Rumspringa under the sea? Like what is happening? Yeah, that kind of like it kind of seems like it, but I think that's what the original was like. But yeah, this is just so problematic on so many levels. She didn't even meet the guy. She saw him on a boat and saved his life and fell in love with him and then weirdly found his statue 
statue and brought it back to her cave as like a shrine. Yep. And I, I know I just got done saying I love Ariel. I still love Ariel. She's still, I love her. I love the red hair. I love the songs. I, lo- I love Well, Lord it's Lord. like me and Belle. Like, it's problematic. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just so like, so, but ugh. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's some very um anti-parent moments in this movie <clears throat> that would be so hard, I think, as a parent because it, it would open up a really big conversation about like, how do you feel about how her dad reacted like to that? Like, mm. do you think that was fair? Do you think it was unfair? Why? Why not? Like, well, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, Triton got super angry at her. He had a right to be as a parent. And then he reacted way too much destroyed all of her stuff, yelled at her. But then they they did a little scene where he looked regretful. Mm-hmm. And he looked like, oh, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is he didn't go back and say sorry and make up for that wrongness, which you should do as a parent. I'm a mother of four. You need to say sorry to your children. It makes a difference. But I do like that they did go and, like, he, mm-hmm. he was regretful. And you knew that of him. Because then later he's, like, sitting on the throne and you can see, like, he's kind of, like, he's sad. Oh, he's I just kind of like, mm, yeah, like, I messed up. So I appreciate that they did that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of those prince, the princesses and stuff like go against their parents. Even Jasmine did. Oh yeah, um, a lot. I think this yeah. is the first one where I felt like it was there was a moment that I thought deserved more conversation though. Yeah. Because like most of the other ones, it seemed like because like Jasmine going against her dad and stuff, it seemed like I don't know the reactions were very typical. They yeah. weren't like this one was a, a a gross overreaction. Oh yeah. So, like, for me, you know, watching that as I'm not a parent, I don't ever intend to be a parent, but thinking from the mindset of, like, okay, if I was a parent and I was sitting down with my kids and watching this, you know, talking to them about that choice. Because I think that's important for, you know, I'm not saying that I think every parent is going to end up having a moment like this. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. But then you can talk about, like, okay... This opens up a conversation of kids being able to ask their parents, okay, well, why are you making this choice right now? Yeah. And how can we talk about that? Because that was one of the things that I struggled with a lot as a kid was being told no and not understanding the reason why. The reason why. And and never getting an answer and then just constantly feeling frustrated that I wasn't doing enough to get the yes. When maybe there were extenuating circumstances around that. So I think this, you know, opens up that conversation of like, do you think he made an appropriate choice? So then later the kids can look at you, you know, when they get grounded or, you know, they have to go to timeout or their toys get taken away or whatever the, you know, disciplinary case may be. And they can say, well, why did you make this choice? Yeah. Um, Which I think is really interesting. I I, totally random aside, I think, from what we've been talking about. But I mean, as a parent, um, I find it very useful to be able to say no and here's why yeah and I've done that with my kids forever ever since they could start really understanding so around two ish you know we're not doing this because of mm-hmm. these reasons right and uh, now that they're all older it really does help yeah <laughs> it helps right. a lot no you can't eat half the thing of Oreos it will make it so you can't eat dinner yeah <laughs> also you will feel sick I think when you boil Ariel down there's not a lot of good progressive things that you can really point to unfortunately not really. I'll be interested to see if they change anything in the remake besides adding more people of color which I think is regardless of anything else they change a good but also she like you said she's the first princess after like that OG, OG time yep so they're there's they're starting to make steps right right it was Ariel and then Belle so they made a few more steps yep few we're, more making, steps. we're making steps we're, we're in making pushing, progress. pushing yep. that wall just a little bit more yeah so, so who's, we went who's after Belle so let's just do this in order real quick so then everybody knows we went Ariel and then Belle and then Jasmine so the next step after Jasmine okay so Ariel, Jasmine, Belle, Jasmine okay and then so, so Jasmine so a little bit a little bit yep. more next is Pocahontas oh and then we went backwards and then we went backwards oh no so Ugh. Um, oh, 
So I read a thing that Pocahontas was actually like 10. Yes. Like real in real, was real like life, 10. she was like a 10 year old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking about the movie. The movie she is. I want to say 18. she's 18. Yeah. She's 18. I want to yeah. say she's an actual adult. But when also. But but what 18 year old is an actual A consenting <sighs> adult. Okay. She's a consenting adult. Thank okay. You. Yeah. I definitely was not an adult at 18 even. I'm, I'm still, still not an adult. adult. <laughs> I'm 30. I literally, at one point this past week, said, you are more of an adult than I am. Yep. To, to Fern when I was talking about someone else who was like, Probably thirty years yeah. my senior, and I was like, "Wow, this is we've we've just become levels of adults. Like it literally is like leveling up." Yeah. I I'm literally adult to your adult. when an I hit thirty, I'm not gonna say that I'm thirty. I'm just gonna be level thirty. Like we're not talking. about Oh, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last yeah, like, five I'm years. I, twenty after twenty five, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm leveling up. I'm not getting older. <laughs> I'm not getting older. I'm just leveling up. It's fine." Anyway, Pocahontas is the first Disney princess based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. So Pocahontas was a real uh, Native American. Native American, indigenous person, whichever Native American, yeah. first people. Yeah, I, first I'm not. People. I'm not sure what what is preferred. So, uh, Pocahontas. This story is a little bit more fuzzy for me for some reason. Even though I okay. know I've seen okay. it, okay, I've, I've, I've seen it. So recently, I think kind of. Uh, do you want to go? Or yeah, any, go? anybody sure. who so wants to give an I have a fun little connection to this particular story in that the actual original Pocahontas is my great 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 aunt. Oh, that's cool. So Pocahontas, the movie goes. Pocahontas is out being her awesome druidic self and not druid but you know no, everything it, boils down to D&D she's got hard druidic vibes she's yeah. yes big druidic energy yeah. um, <laughs> she goes out and is like I've had these weird dreams I don't want to marry this one guy Kokoum she's out and so she and her best friend Miko the raccoon go out they and see the grandmother Willer, Willow what and the, the hummingbird, hummingbird. Yeah, I can't remember Flit yes I love I told the hummingbird you, this, as a kid this movie man I <laughs> it's important to that us that hummingbird as a kid yes um, so she goes out and sees uh, Grandmother Willow, who tells her about the dream and kind of tells her, like, you know, there's going to come a time that you're going to have to make a decision um, on what you do. Her dad wants her to marry this one guy, like I said. She's having dreams about an arrow that's pointing places and big white clouds. So fast forward a little bit, and we see John Smith, a adventurer who is tacked on with the Virginia Company coming to America, we see the big white sails and his compass, an arrow that points somewhere in a direction. There's a whole thing with that. They meet, fall in love. The Virginia Company thinks that she stole him and kidnapped him. The Powhatan tribe thinks the same thing. And so this big issue happens and there's a really greedy governor, Ratliff, who is trying to just basically find gold. And they go to blows and eventually John Smith is caught and Pocahontas has a decision to make on whether she follows what her father said or saves John Smith. She throws her body on top of John Smith to save that. A lot of this happens because a young boy, Thomas, was shot and that's what caused the actual coming of blows. Oh yeah, I didn't remember that at all. See, I'm glad you did this recap because I literally was trying to remember. I was like, so I know that this all culminates with them almost executing John Smith, but what was the, the linchpin of that? I cannot remember. Thomas, That's what it was. Thomas followed John Smith out the second time he went out to, or second or third time he went out to see Pocahontas, and is like, you can't be talking to her. And Kokuam also comes, thinks that uh, Pocahontas is being uh, attacked, tr- goes to try and save her, and Kokuam is shot and killed, and uh, Thomas, Thomas is shot is and killed. I do stabbed. remember that. You said, you said young boy. He's not that young. He's, he's a teenager, he's a I think. Boy. 
So he would be most likely in the real story. In the in the movie, in he's, the a movie teenager, he's, he's a teenager, young young mid teen. Um, in the real story, he probably would have been like a lot younger, ten. Yeah. Um, he but again, in the younger. real one, Pocahontas is also ten. She's very. Young. She has no romantic relationship with John Smith. Not at he all. made all of that up. That's right. right. Um, it was she married. Oh shit! Something's in the John Ralph. John Ralph. Yeah. Ralph? Yeah. That's Rolf. 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 Yeah. And um, in the second Pocahontas, she actually does right. marry John Ralph. Pocahontas's actual story is really sad because she is. dies at. 21 mm-hmm. in England. She, she gets never, sick. Yeah, she, she gets, gets sick. sick because she's not used to the germs over there yeah. and she dies. And she never gets to go back home. <laughs> and she never, a lot of accounts basically say that she didn't really want to get married to him in the first place no. and that this was, she was kind of forced and forced to go across the sea and forced to have his children and, you know, the real Pocahontas story is very sad. There's also a lot of question about whether or not John Smith was actually being killed. A lot of people think that he had severely misinterpreted a greeting. Like, the tribe was including him into the tribe because he had been like trading with them and talking with them and and they Mm -hmm. felt he was a safe person so they were kind of making him an honorary tribe member and he like very wildly misconstrued that and Mm. thought that he was being killed or something it's what a lot of people think that he very badly misconstrued a i say people historians is what i'm trying to say yeah there was an uh, Adam Ruins Everything episode about it. Anyway, Pocahontas is interesting. I mean, she kind of makes her own decisions in a way. I think she... She does. I mean, she runs away from home to go see the sales on her mm-hmm. own. She, she makes her own choices. At the very end, she obviously makes her own choice. Yeah, she follows in the footsteps of Dad said to do a thing. I'm not doing a thing. Yeah. I'm that not is, doing my own thing. It's, that a, is, it's a very interesting, yeah. Um, re- repetitive Yeah, that's the topic. blueprint for a lot of these Renaissance yeah. ladies. Where's is everybody? mom. Yeah, no one has a mom. Uh, actually, everybody's mom? There's actually a reason for that. Walt Disney lost his mom right before they started making Snow White, which is why a lot of the characters don't have a mom, because he w- it was too hard for him to deal with that. He was kind of like working through that loss. Yeah. Because he and his mom were super tight. Yeah. What, it, Snow White was actually made in homage to her. Oh. Yeah. So that that is actually why a lot of the Disney princesses don't have moms. But also, most of these stories, they don't have moms or parents as well, like the original tales. Yeah. So, um, I think Pocahontas is mother died from smallpox mm-hmm. in in history she yeah died. in history she died from smallpox yeah. i don't know about it <laughs> i'm not sure in the movie but i don't know about it in the movie well, she's just not there in the, in the movie, movie. Yeah. yeah she's just not there yeah i think that pocahontas does a good job of having her own agency because i, I mean especially at the very end where she has that choice of do i go with john smith and she chooses not to yeah she doesn't actually end up with john smith right. we have pocahontas 2 where she's with john rolf and then there's a pocahontas 3 where she's in England and it's odd. Yeah, because it's not at all what actually happened. No, and they they very much tried to shoehorn her in there, and it just it just wasn't good. I think Pocahontas was okay. It's not one yeah, of my favorite movies. It's not one of my favorites either. The music is eh. It's fine. I like it. It's definitely not one of the prettiest, except for Grandmother Willow. The scenes with Grandmother Willow are very good. Yes. And the raccoon and the hummingbird are like the best little. I love the comic relief. They're so cute. It's one of those movies that it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. How did it go? And like I was saying, like I couldn't remember the linchpin. Like Mm -hmm. it just was one of those movies that I was kind of like, well, and without that like family attachment to that movie, I don't think I would have given a shit about it. To be quite honest yeah. with you, so Pocahontas was next, and we're getting a little bit more agency mm-hmm. in our princesses. Which They're is nice. making more choices. Can you guys hit guess? And who's next? Mulan. 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 Mulan is another one that's actually.
actually based off of a real life person and getting a remake that looks <gasps> spectacular. I'm so excited. Yes. They're taking out all of the music, which does make me a little bit sad because Mulan has some really, really good music. But they're and they're also taking out Mushu. But they are doing this to make it closer to the actual Mulan story. Which I can respect. Which yeah. is so cool. And I, so I would, cool. Never, I was never a fan of Mushu anyway. No, uh, Mushu was comic relief. Yeah, but okay, so Pocahontas, you had Miko and Flit were comic relief. I was more connected to them who didn't speak at all. Right, than to than Mushu. Mushu. I liked I the cricket more than I liked Mushu. Right. Although the dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> you are one lucky bug. <laughs> you are one lucky bug. Which was so just he had great. his moments, I so guess. He did have He's his so moments. Funny. But uh, yeah, I, I do agree. In the grand scheme of the movie, he was kind of Okay, so Mulan. Um, story of Mulan is, uh, very quickly to boil it down, she's the only daughter of, I believe he used to be a general mm-hmm. in the Chinese mm-hmm. Chinese army, right? I'm not getting yep. that wrong. Okay. Uh, China is going to war, so they come around conscripting people. You have to send one male from every family. There are no other men in the family, so her dad is going to have to go into the army. But she knows this will kill him because he is uh, with a limp. He's already he, he's disabled. Not, he's already yeah. disabled. He's very old. He is not going to be able to make it through this war. So, Mulan decides to take her dad's army and dress up as a man and go conscript herself. Yeah, she like slices off her hair with a sword. So dramatic, I loved it. Oh my gosh, it's such a good scene. Although, somebody please tell me where I can find sleeves that will just wipe your makeup straight in half like that because if you can, I will pay you so much money. Anyway, she conscripts herself in the army she stays for a long time without getting caught. She ends up saving the general's life. She becomes inter- injured in battle. The general of the army that she is. He's not a general. He's no, not he's a, like her, a her, captain. Yeah. yeah. For lack of a better word. She saves his life. She ends up becoming injured in a battle. And that's when they find out she's a woman. She should have been put to death for it. But because she had saved the captain's life, he spares her. On her way back home, she ends up finding out that there is going to be this attack on the emperor of China. So she goes. She convinces all the friends that she made while she was in the army to come and help her. She ends up saving the emperor. She becomes the hero of China. Her and the captain end up getting together. They they do. It's, in, I think it's it's more implied than just mm, like. I'm pretty sure it's flat out stated. Basically, I'm sorry. Grandma literally goes. Or so mom goes. Would you like to stay for dinner? And grandma goes. Would you like to stay forever? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in Mulan two, they are definitely together. They're yes, definitely they definitely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I've never seen Mulan two. Yes. It is not good. No, okay. it's not. It is very bad. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not worth it. Not worth it. So that's Mulan in a nutshell. Mulan is amazing. I love Mulan. The character of Mulan is so good. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a princess taking agency of their life? Oh my gosh! Well, she's yes. Not a princess. Not technically, but she's in the princess. She is she's... in the princess line. Yes. So, but but what? Mm, she's not a princess. She's not no. a princess ever. Nope. Ever. Not nope. even marrying in to be a princess like Aurora or not Aurora. Um, Cinderella. Married in, right? Yes. But well, so did Belle. So did right. So like Snow White. Yeah, most right. of them married in. Right. Okay. So, so they married in. She's or never. They an actual... were a princess themselves. Right. She She's never, never actually a princess. A princess. No. So the only reason they put her in the princess line is to have an Asian princess. I'm doing air quotes. Princess. <laughs> it's yeah. Great for an auditory medium. Eh, eh, eh. 
Little bunny ears. Yeah, well, and, and I also think it's around the Disney marketing. So the the princess line is in order to sell toys for these movies that were very middling. So I think part of the strategy was to keep Mulan in there in order to sell Mulan toys. I don't know if it was all a decision based off of having an Asian princess. I do think that was part of the decision. But the fact that they made this movie and she's not even technically a princess, I think has got to say something. And not only that, they keep most of the characters characters have very Asian features mm-hmm. and I am not the most well versed on Asian culture I will state that up front but it did seem like they stayed kind of true to Asian culture because it was this thought process of like family honor and restoring the family honor yeah. and the whole matchmaker scene where you know she wasn't good enough to be a wife and therefore she was going to dishonor her family because the matchmaker wouldn't be able to find her a good match right so she had to find you know a different way of bringing honor to the family and, and blah 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 again Again, I don't know a ton about Asian culture, so I may be totally off the yeah. mark here. I mean, same. Yeah, I'm, I'm where you're at. Like, it, it seems correct. Mm-hmm. So I guess if it's not correct... Tell us. Tell, tell us. us, please. We would love to know if we are wrong. <laughs> Educate us, please. Say, that's what half the fun of this podcast is, is getting to learn new things yeah. that we don't know. So, Mulan. I do, I do, uh, it's so hard to talk about this movie just because I think all around it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's got great representation. It's a fantastic ownership of her own person, of her own destiny, of her own decisions. I think the one thing that is interesting to talk about in this movie, and I'll see if you guys agree or disagree, um, a lot of people think that this is um, a movie that is a first step towards having a transgender person in a Disney movie and having a bisexual person in a Disney movie. I think you can argue those points, but also like the time period it was made, yeah. that's not what they were thinking. Right. But if um, you, but if they were to... But if they were to pull in and do it somehow, Mulan might be a good doorway in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to... Or gonna out re- of the closet, depending on where they're <laughs> Yes, pull them out of the closet. I don't think that they're going to do it in the remake that they're doing. No. But I do think that that would be a very interesting remake to do. To actually yeah. go the extra step and make Mulan the transgendered character and have Shang be bisexual. Because Shang and Mulan start their flirtation before he knows, knows that she is a woman. Yes. It is very heavily implied. Yeah, and you can see in some scenes the confusion on his face, you know, when they're doing some of that flirting, and then he walks away going, hold on. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. 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 So. I don't know, though. I don't know that I would like that Mm -hmm. with that specific movie because. The character is based. Mm, sorry. Well, because the character finish, is something... based on an actual person. Yeah, that's exactly what I don't, popped in my head. That would feel that. like pandering with this particular movie. That being said, it would be very cool to see something later down the line of maybe someone in her line, you know, a la, like, she is the grandmother Willow to her yeah. grandchild. Yeah. I see who then you're has yeah. this I definitely thing. see what you're And she's saying like, listen, that. let me tell you about when I when uh Grandma Mulan was a was boy a young... for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. and being they, that accepting right. figure. I okay, yes, I agree. Yeah. After he after thinking about that and, and realizing this is based off of an actual person and you know, blah blah blah. You don't want to change the story too much when you're dealing with I know that they're, they're not next yeah, they're not yeah. necessarily going for historical accuracy but when you're dealing with actual historical figures I do think that that well, yeah. yeah it would yeah. be like saying that Pocahontas ended up with a girl you know it right. would just be like and while like, there would be nothing you're, wrong you're if that were the case you're kind of going off into like the fan fiction right like mm-hmm. avenue Which, where if you want those stories they're 
They're out there. They're they're, yeah, you can make them. You can go find them. Right. So, speaking of Mulan being based off of a historical character, this is one of the few, well, actually not one of the few times, because Disney made a lot of changes to these that made them drastically better. But the actual Mulan became a concubine for the emperor. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was forced into... There are happier endings in Disney movies than there are in real life, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but this yeah. is one of the ones where they didn't make the happy ending just straight up getting married. It was, you're the hero. Yeah. And that was the true. happy you, ending. And I think that was really good. She accomplished her goal. She yeah. brought yeah. honor to her family to the point where the emperor bowed to Mulan, which yes. is something that did not happen. The emperor does not bow to anyone. Right. Yeah. That is a big fucking deal. Yeah. 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 So the Mulan wraps up our Renaissance princesses. So some themes that we can bring in from the Renaissance princesses. They were stronger. Yep. They were just stronger characters in general. Mm-hmm. They started to move towards intellect, meaning more than beauty, especially when you get to Mulan, where beauty was really nothing to do Almost with Almost non existent. Not, yeah. not only that, but at one point they say, We're gonna turn this sow's ear into a silk purse. They literally talk about Mulan being so plain that she is a pig's ear. Like yeah. <laughs> that is in one of the lines in the in the song. So like we're really moving away from that. They're more the heroes of their own story, except for Jasmine. Jasmine is the side character to Aladdin's story, right. but also Aladdin's story is Aladdin. Like right. it's the story is not Jasmine, it is Aladdin. Right. Right. So I think for her being a supporting role in a story, I think she still does a very good job of telling her own story and having her own agency. So some of the themes just, I think, that ran throughout that. And then we can move on to modern princesses. Um, One thing that we do need to watch, though, oh. is the fact that pretty much all of them disobeyed their dad. Yes, yes, that is true. All of them. They'll, all of them. Yeah. Not pretty much. True. All of them. All of them. You could argue that Belle didn't to a certain extent, but he did say, But he did here. say, yes. But again, if you want to talk about a non-issue or a, non, a, non- a non-choice, choice. Choice. That was a non-choice. Yeah, right. um, exactly. So that one is a little bit touch and go, You're but right. as far as all, all of them, all of them. Every, every single, single one. one of them. That's huh. crazy. All right. Hey y'all, Kate here. I just wanted to pop in and let y'all know that this is just part one of the Disney Princess topic. As we were recording, we realized we had a lot to say. And rather than cut a bunch out, we decided to split the topic so you can have all that good, good Disney Princess content. So if you like what you hear, please take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps so much and we'd love to hear what you have to say. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at femfandompod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at femfandompod. You can find Megan at Callie Rome and Fern is at Fern Fandom. Our producer this episode was Rick. You can find him at Rick J. Lackey on Twitter. I'm Kate and I'm the editor. You can find me at Geekery and Coffee. So remember friends, no matter what the fandom, you're not alone. We got <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella. And then we're back, and then we're whoop again. <laughs> this is just how it's going to go.